Hey, friends. So we're remote again this week. Chris is still under the weather, and the delay is rough. I don't know what it was particularly about this recording, but we're just stomping all over each other. We're working with like a solid like five second delay. So cleaned it up as best I could. I hope it's, you know, listenable. It's we talk about some great topics. So, um, you know, just do your best and enjoy the show. Thank you. Yo, did you guys see uh, Christian Smalls uh, wearing a uh, Eat the Rich shirt uh, in the White House and uh, speaking to the Senate? Yes. Yeah. That, that's it's fucking very cool. <laughs> that was probably the coolest thing I've seen all year. Like, it's, it, it's, it's a fucking vibe, dude. Yeah, there's very little rays of sunshine um, in the, the global news hour over the last... Uh, yeah, that was certainly months. a bright spot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Fucking shout out to the ALU, like pretty amazing um, that they won their election for um, for coming a union. And uh, the story of Christian Smalls is just super inspiring. Like from being arrested for union organizing to um, being, you know, like just continuing to do it uh, for the next two years. Like you know, like making extremely extremely low uh, amount of money from people who are trying to support the unionizing effort. Um, and then fucking winning against the global behemoth that has monopolized all of retail and, um, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. I saw some fucking Jimmy Doorhead that was like, uh, I, uh, you know, I was, I was in favor of Smalls and, you know, thought he was doing really good work until I saw AOC show up. And now I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh <laughs> yeah. I saw some really dumbass comments that, that were like, yo, th- these Democrats aren't going to help you, bro. Like bad look standing next to Biden, bro. It's like, what? It's like, this guy's wearing it and eat the, the rich Oval jacket office. in yeah. the Oval Office. Yeah, promising like the ruling class of this country that the working class is going to not yeah. stop organizing. Like, <sighs> there, man, people people will like do whatever they can to like defeat any you know working class victory at all, and just be like, no, it's bad actually. Yeah, they, yeah. I I think they 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 did recently lose a, a, a second election uh, that they were that they were trying to put together, but I, I don't I don't. They, they they weren't very optimistic about that one in the first place. I don't think that surprised anybody. Uh, um, but and, and and I don't think it stops any sort of momentum that they're that they're trying to put together anyway. So I think that's that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talk about yeah, an uphill yeah, battle. For, yeah. Speaking of uphill battles, <laughs> but hey, the little guy always wins, right? <laughs> yeah. And by little guy, we mean fetus, and they <laughs> they just won't be murdered no matter what we try to do. <laughs> Cannot kill these fetuses it's, man uh, they, they have a strong lobby um they sure they do can't, I, I don't i don't know there's they're they're tenacious little fuckers we, we should never have armed them <laughs> we, we really should never have armed them you know like i i i knew it was controversial and i was i was trying to be edgy um about my second amendment for the unborn but like you know it's thanks it's gone too thanks far. a lot my, my my new favorite thing on the on the internet is uh when people uh post uh um a picture of a fetus and they're like you think this is a human and like it, it, and uh some christian will fall for the trap and they're like yes of course it is and they're like okay well this is a fetus of an elephant so that's weird <laughs> 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 
he's like ev- pretty much every mammal looks the same at like six weeks of of yeah. uh, gestations. <laughs> yeah, and elephants shouldn't be able to have abortions either. You know that's right. Yeah, that's a mockery. Did you know that gone. most of the mammal world can induce its own abortion? Really? What? It's just like a few. It's like humans and apes and like a few other animals. Um, but much of the mammalian world is able to, uh, like, if resources are scarce, it like self-induce abortion. What? Shut that yeah. whole thing down, you might say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they are in fact able to shut that whole thing down. So, so ladies, what's uh, stopping yeah. you? Yeah, I mean we. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Come on, girl, boss it up. Yeah. So we knew that this was coming. I mean, people have been saying it was coming for six months. So it's not. It's it. It's not surprising. It's one of those not surprising, but nonetheless shocking. Yeah, things. Pikachu face. Um. Yeah, exactly. And the you know we did a bonus episode on the adoption industry, and it is an industry, mm-hmm. and um, it was incredible to see Amy Coney Barrett's uh draft um opinion refer specifically to the the decrease in the domestic supply of infants domestic is, supply of infants <laughs> let's just yeah. meditate on that phrase which, you know once again we already we, we you know we you heard it here first folks like that is the the adoption industry and the anti-abortion lobby have been in bed with each other for a long time. And it is like, you know, there's like these vulgar Marxist views of like they're doing this so that they can increase the uh, the stock of laborers and blah, 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 which is like, I don't know, maybe that's <laughs> like, uh, again, vulgar, like that's an oversimplified way to do it. But like or to 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 understand it. But like this is just right in black and white. uh she she's like it, listen it's a footnote in her yeah, we got an infant it, it's gap. a footnote in her opinion <laughs> yeah right <laughs> nearly one million women were seeking to adopt children in 2002 whereas the d- domestic supply of infants relinquished at birth or within the first month of life and available to be adopted had become virtually non-existent if we allow there to be an infant gap to develop between <laughs> us and other infant exchange you know nations like like this <laughs> this is this does not bode well like, you know, it, listen, American infants that are conceived, they're a special, special breed. You know, if, if a unwanted pregnancy happens within our borders, that's like, that's like top shelf unwanted pregnancy. And we need the, that infant supply to go up, our domestic one. Like, you know, there, we, we can't allow for... How else are we going to compete in the global infant market yeah. if we don't have enough infants american infant futures have been crashing since 1985 and like honestly (laughs) like that's how that doesn't bode well for our future i saw all of these responses to this from liberals which i think is like a perfect distillation of how liberals do not actually understand reactionary politics at all where they were like why do we need more infants there are so many children in foster care that need to be adopted out people don't want like 14 year old like black kids like these these fucking yuppies who live well i guess they're probably not yuppies anymore now they're millennials but who live in the suburbs they do not want to actually adopt children who need to be adopted they want babies they want a baby 
that it's the same you know, reason that people don't go to the shelter to adopt a 16-year-old cat that has no teeth. They want a kitten um, because it's like this, I don't, I, this. They want to nurture. They, they want to make it, it their own. It's a very fucked up market. Yeah, yeah they want to. Right, exactly. You know, put their, their imprint firmly on it and like have it stand out in stark relief. You yeah. know? Exactly. And they also definitely don't Adoption want to is help not a child it's, that needs it desperately. No, they, it's, this it's is for them. It's not for pe- the kid. People who participate in the adoption industry, and this isn't a blanket statement. I don't mean all of them, like everybody who adopts a kid, obviously. But many people who are looking, who are seeking to adopt an infant are not doing it to be charitable. They're doing it because they want a baby, but they don't want to, they either cannot give birth or they do not want to give birth or whatever their reason is. But like not every single person who seeks to adopt is doing it like out of the kindness of their heart. So, yeah, incredible that they're saying the quiet part out loud. and now there's a guy running for Senate who says that we should ban condoms. There are all of these Republicans talking about banding hormonal birth control and except for uh, married couples like this is. Alito's opinion suggests that this ki- same kind of uh, logic could be applied to overturning gay marriage, even overturning interracial marriage. Uh, it's it's what? really what? It's really frightening. Yeah, could you imagine? Yeah, that what like Justice Thomas is gonna like annul his own marriage. That's what this has all been working toward in the first place. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to be around her anymore. He's going to. <laughs> he doesn't want to pay for the divorce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also, you know, like on a much probably like less uh, severe and urgent issue, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, you know, has huge implications for a ton of other um, laws that are based on this precedent over the uh, uh, issue of privacy. You know, like th- that privacy being like one of the main reasons that uh, Roe v. Wade uh, was uh, judged in the way that it was, the right to that privacy. Um, if it's overturned, then there's like a lot of other just precedents around privacy that apparently are just going to not be recognized by the courts. Which was always like yeah, a, I mean, a shaky, dumb a way shitty to... foundation. Yeah. So now Mitch McConnell is called. I was saying this to David off mic, but like, so Mitch McConnell has said, I think it was yesterday, that now a nationwide ban on abortion is also a possibility, which is really uh, very bleak, obviously, but also kind of hilarious because for decades we've heard that the real opposition to Roe versus Wade is that abortion should be a state's rights issue this is something that states should determine on their own basis whether or not they want to make this legal so for so for for them to just come out and say like immediately it's not it's not even been codified in law yet it's not even truly been overturned but they're already immediately flipping to and now we need to go nationwide with it yeah, there should really be a hypocrisy sound that we use for this show. It's like slap a, a giant button that says hypocrisy. Yeah. Um. So we have been talking about doing a uh, an episode with just like a kind of like a women's roundtable on this podcast for a while. So look forward to that in the near future to uh have a couple of other i'm going to bring a couple of other women on the show and we'll talk more about um reproductive rights and that kind of thing but but as of right now there's never been that many women on a podcast before so we're we're breaking (laughs) we're trying to figure out 
if it's possible, like if w- the software will yeah. handle that many women, you know, yeah, and like David, whether or not we're not even sure. Yeah. It's really, it's theoretical at this point. Yeah. D- David and I are going to take a whole bunch of seats and we're just going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to shut up and we're going to listen. And, Stay in my uh, lane. I, I'm, I'm, Jesus. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally really looking forward to it. Yeah. If you put fun. a seat and sit down in a lane, you're probably going to get run over uh, by truth. so yeah super bleak um you know it it was good to see uh nationwide like you know protest like everywhere like that that was good that there was like a um you know dramatic uh street level resistance um to this news coming out about the um supreme court uh advanced judgment and the court's like all right who's the leaker None of you guys are making it out of here alive. Like, yeah, need, yeah. that, that was a really out. wonderful bipartisan moment where, like, every, uh, like, <laughs> I- I- anyone, you know, within two inches of the Overton window in the New York Times was like, the real, the real disaster is that uh, it leaked. <laughs> like, this opinion leaked. And now uh, no one's going to respect Yeah, that's the no real one's going to respect the Supreme Court anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, uh, their claim wasn't that uh, no one was going to respect it. It was that the the the, the poor uh, Supreme Court justices won't feel you know safe uh, in you know uh, denying hundreds of millions of women uh, their reproductive rights. They're going to be like, "Oh shit, Good. this is going to get out. People are going to know what I feel again about this." With the, <laughs> and again, with the liberals, there are a bunch of people protesting directly outside Kavanaugh's house. Um, and it was getting real rowdy. It was like, you know, not a not a not a friendly little, you know, carrying signs and chanting. Um, and then I saw this this liberal. I went to his Twitter page because I just had to see, like, what else he's about. And it was, you know, pretty much what you would expect. Blaming Bernie, Bernie supporters for um, all of this happening, which is another just wonderful <laughs> phenomenon that I've enjoyed watching play out. But he was like, however you feel about the issue, this is not OK. You know, th- this should not be brought to people's homes. There is no other option at this point than to make them feel afraid in their own homes yeah yeah that's yeah, worth how noting are they that not abortion... afraid in their own homes how are they how are they if, if they are able to eat out like ever like that's that's a yeah. fa- that's a collective that's failure. on us okay yeah, yeah it is <laughs> but as we noted in our uh, bonus episode on abortion 80 percent of the country believes that abortion should be legal under at least some circumstances um Okay, as of last year, it was 32% of the country believed that it should be legal under any circumstances, which is incredible. And that number is way up from uh, previous years. But even still, 80, predictably, for like since the 70s, about 80, 75 to 80% of this country has believed that abortion should be legal, at least in some circumstances. So it's incredible that you have national level politicians, fucking Mitch McConnell, Saying that we should we should pursue a nationwide ban for something that is so universally unpopular. Yeah, that yep. nationwide ban is not going to happen. Like you know, no, it, absolutely. It, not. Unfortunately, like everybody in a red state is going to have their abortion rights r- restricted. Uh, you know, entirely, um, and that fucking sucks. Um, and you, you we're already seeing like corporations basically like promising their employees the ability to have all expenses paid uh for you know travel and um abortion like services if they live in a state where it's about to be uh, banned like yelp did this uh and it was in the news earlier today 
about how they were like, yeah, basically we're just going to pay for it. You know, like if, if you, if you work for us and you live in a state that's about to have your healthcare restricted, like we'll, we'll make accommodations so that it isn't. And so there's going to be more of that. Um, and you know, some corporations are like worried that the Republicans are going to like, you know, uh, stop allowing them to have their own like legal protectorate and like, you know, operate their own like quasi military state, like in within the towns that they operate, like Disney has. Um, but you know, largely like the response from like corporate America on this is, um, very against the GOP agenda. So I just don't see a nationwide ban like happening at all. Yeah, I mean, it seems unlikely to me, but then again, I don't, you know, not many people could have predicted that Roe versus Wade would be overturned 10 years ago. So who who knows? Um, But I, I, you know, it's like now state legislatures are moving so fast on so much of this on so many pieces of legislation related to this issue. Like there are a couple of states that have already introduced legislation to make it illegal to travel across state lines to get an abortion to uh, have Plan B mailed to you, to have any kind of abortifacient mailed to you, like, they're moving very quickly in a way that will make even these little, you know, Kathy Hochul just came out and said what we have actually on this podcast advocated for several times, which is setting aside a fund to fly people into New York to get Mm -hmm, abortions. mm -hmm. Um, Even that is going to be near difficult to impossible if states start, you know, enacting laws that don't allow people to travel across state lines for an abortion. So hmm. I wonder if, there, if this will how quickly. Yeah. I wonder if this will actually change like population numbers in some of these states. Like if people like actually move uh, for these reasons. Oh, in terms I don't of think like I'll... migration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't suspect that, but I do suspect you will have a problem with like, like what you were saying, Chris, about like, companies um not liking this like i could see this being a problem for like cities like like nashville or or louisville who like want to be like these hip, or or austin who like want to be like these hip uh cosmopolitan liberal tolerant downtowns um they won't be able to do that like that their their economies are gonna yeah. go you know like go in the shitter uh for uh for exactly this reason um which, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, Brittany. I don't you, think they're sorry. I think our lag is really bad today. It's bad. It's really it's bad, really bad. Yeah. If we're talking over each other, listener, uh, apologies. We're, we're we're experiencing. Like I mean, I'll one be editing second, all of yeah. it. You know, I'll, lag. I'll be editing all of it out, so they won't hear. Oh. It. The lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's it's just unbelievable. Like if you had asked me like four years ago. If uh, Ireland is going to have better reproductive rights than America, I would just be totally shocked. And speaking of which, uh, yeah. did you guys see that uh, Sinn Féin um, won a majority in the most recent elections? Like, for the first time in Northern Ireland, um, the majority of the parliament is uh, yeah. run by uh, Sinn Féin um, uh, politicians. And they're like, you yeah, know, yeah. They're, they're, they're like, we're going to have a national debate about whether or not we should have Irish uh, unification. And it's going to be on on the table. One of the more conservative parties in Northern Ireland is called UUP, which is also the name of my union. And so it's actually really confusing. It's really difficult. To <laughs> like, like every once in a while, I need to go grab the, the logo for, uh, for UUP and I'll just do like a Google image search and I get this like 
Union Jack in the shape of Northern Ireland. That says, disgusting. Last thing I would say on abortion is there's this um, Christian nationalist bill mill called Project Blitz. And this is something that I want to talk about in the future because I think that it's playing a huge role in what's happening now with all of these trigger laws that are coming up in various states. Trigger laws basically being something that like once X happens, Y will become law. So once Roe versus Wade is officially overturned, this will become law. Um, And so this like it can't be understated how much these supposedly nonprofit religious organizations and churches are responsible for getting for passing laws that have significant economic consequences the reason that i emphasize the economic consequences is because they don't pay taxes like they're supposed to be nonprofits, mm-hmm, and yet mm-hmm. they're obviously advocating they're operating under a very specific like market logic mm-hmm. so uh keep your eyes peeled for that we'll probably discuss this at least to some extent in the episode we do uh when ladies take over iron weeds in the future so. do we want to talk about nfts oh, uh, all the time no <laughs> just kidding <laughs> you know <laughs> No, we we can we can talk about NFTs. We're talking noses, feet, and teeth, right? Yeah, always noses, feetsies, teethies. Um, yeah, they're collapsing, which is like really. Um, <gasps> I mean, it's given me what? I I I'm just I cannot believe. Oh, you're shocked. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that that these <laughs> these gifts this a gif economy um is collapsing. Like the, the fundamentals were so strong. <laughs> yeah. There was this one tweet, I I, I I retweeted it, but it was something about like slurp juice and adding slurp juice to apes to mint more apes. What? It has become like just a t- entirely nonsensical cultural phenomenon. Um, but yeah, I like it's it's the schadenfreude is powerful. Like yeah. I do think that it's really funny that it's happening. But there's also a lot of like just dupes who have lost thousands of dollars over it um it, it it's it's like criminal it's a fucking criminal ponzi scheme yeah. um and no one will get in in any hot water for doing any of it obviously but yep. just like yeah, tesla. yeah just yeah right just like tesla yeah i mean just, i mean yeah like like any other uh pyramid scheme it, yeah it's just gonna be a ton of people left holding very expensive bags that uh, uh that don't yeah, actually exist I, yeah yeah they're, they're pictures of bags and they, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. It really. What was it like? Ninety two percent of the value of NFTs have has disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, like when you think Whoops. about it, though, right? Like there, there were transactions where a bunch of people's money went somewhere else, right? And now it's and now like that value is gone from the. Yeah, object. the money's still there, though. Yeah, but the money is still there yeah. in the person that 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 started this in the first place. And it's like, that is just like, I I'm I'm imagining like, you don't need to be conspiratorial about this because it's just true that like a ton of people got stimulus checks for like the first time they had like a thousand dollars to play with and it just got stolen. And like, is it, yeah, that that seems to be a number for like how much money, went uh, like from stimulus checks was just stolen by like four people that made pictures of like dick butts that you can sell uh for ten thousand (laughs) dollars 
Oh, man. Have we? But you know what? At least the apes were more attractive than LuLaRoe tights. So, you know. <laughs> not by much. They'll always have that. Have we even talked about the uh, the Twitter buyout <clears throat> on the on this podcast yet? At Elon Musk? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't no, I don't even think it's going to happen, yeah. but... No, we haven't. We I, haven't. But I don't even. I don't even think it's going to go through. I feel so. like we should just check in on that, just because you know Elon and Tesla and Twitter and all these things are topics that we've discussed in the past. And like, it's pretty fucking crazy that Elon Musk like sold a ton of Tesla stock and converted it into a like liquid asset, like cash, basically, and then went ahead and bought Twitter or is like planning on buying. We'll see if it goes through for like forty-five billion dollars. So the first thing this does is like put a lie to the whole, uh, you know, like dialogue of like, well, the richest people in the planet, they're not really that rich. Like it's, it's not real money. Like it's not like they, they don't can have that. It's, money. it's not just like they can, you know, just liquidate a bunch of their assets because uh, that would crash, cr- crash their, their stock value. Right. If, if they just sold, you know, like $45 billion worth of, uh, you know, stock, they couldn't just like actually feed the, the hungry of the planet. They couldn't, you know, just actually invest in alternative technology to like bridge us to renewables. Like they couldn't actually just make any type of intervention on the global marketplace and, you know, global stage to try to do anything good. Cause it's not real money, right? It's just like, yes, it, it fucking is. They just, it, he just turned $45 billion worth of quote unquote fake money into real money and then bought a company against the will of the majority of its employees and is now well, that's i mean that's only kind of true though because the fact that he sold off all that stock has significantly hurt the stock and that actually may result in him not being able to buy twitter because he was leveraging a, a, a debt yeah, yeah, against the value of that stock and now that it's crashed like so i mean it's not that's not that's not entirely true because it kind of has like borne out that 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 is a real thing that happens I mean, and it does pose a significant problem for his I mean, we'll, ability we'll to see. use that money. Right? Like, we'll see if, if it goes through, you know, if he, if, if, if he can, as the world's richest person, just, like, buy the bird site and, like, do whatever he wishes with it. You know, like, we'll see. It might actually, it might actually happen. And, uh, I don't know, like, I've been off Twitter for, like, a year. I hate, fucking hate that place. Um, but the idea that, like, it's gonna get any better by this fucking, like, egomaniacal, like, fucking dork, like, just imposing his will on it. I don't know. I don't know. I believe in the right to self-determination, and I think that the the posting site <laughs> should be run by the world's greatest poster. I think that that's only appropriate. Yeah. He fucking sucks. Are you, are you saying Donald Trump? Like, Ooh, that would be better. <laughs> if I could choose who ran Twitter, Elon Musk or Donald Trump, I would abs. It would be so much more fun to have Donald Trump on Twitter. Yeah, if Donald Trump was Hands really down. as rich as he he pretends to be, he probably would have done it already. Yeah, yeah. yeah Twitter should really uh, be run by the person that the site is trying to turn you into, right? <laughs> <laughs> One other thing I wanted to talk about with regards to crypto, though, that that actually is a population of people who are getting totally fucked over by this industry, which is like people who folks who live in rural areas who have, you know, after China cracked down on crypto mining, they had to find new places to set up shop uh, where it's like the land is cheap, the taxes are low, and there won't be enough people around to bitch about it. And so... 
this one Appalachian town uh, called Limestone, which is in Tennessee. The residents there voted to allow a data center, which is how it was billed to them, to uh, come into the area, set up set up this all of this equipment, this massive co- computer complex. And under the promise that it would, you know, bring money and jobs into the area, that it would bring in some tax revenue for the for the city. And what they got is this enormous crypto mine that has essentially destroyed their home. The 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 noise from the fans required to cool the uh, data processors is so loud that people say that they can't have a conversation in their yard because they can't hear themselves and each other over the sound of the fans. Jesus. Yeah. Um, it is like one one resident described it as looking like a concentration camp, which it absolutely does. If you look at it, it is just like this incredible eyesore. Um just like parked right outside of people's houses. And it's in this very beautiful picturesque area in in the Appalachian Mountains. So, uh, and this is happening like in many places in rural America where people are just getting totally duped by these crypto plants. Disgusting. It's just, you know, like between this and the IPCC report, it's just so depressing to like think about just the amount of electricity and carbon that is just going into solving these fucking useless goddamn uh, math problems to generate a bunch of like fake money so that people can invest it in like totally spurious, like, you know, transaction vehicles, like gifts and just like cook the planet. <laughs> like so fucking disgusting. Yeah. yeah Speaking of like, yesterday <laughs> was the highest uh, levels of CO2 ever, ever recorded in history. And tune in for tomorrow where. It'll be the same thing in perpetuity yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody was saying like, why isn't this a bigger news story? And it's like, well, because it's hard to make something a news story when it's just the same thing that keeps happening every single day. Like it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And like, no one's doing anything as, as like, I, yeah. Like what is the, is the story just like, we continue to ignore the, yeah, I'm looking at these, these pictures of like the sound barrier that they put up to try, I guess, to try to minimize this, this issue. Um, and like, yeah, it really does. Lo- it looks like they're, they're, uh, uh, like keeping the sounds of screaming children, like from behind there, not anything like it looks horrifying. It's like this, this, uh, 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 um, razor wire over a chain link fence with then this, uh, weird, uh, looking kind of semi-permanent wall held up with two by fours it it looks it, really creepy yeah. <laughs> this looks very creepy it is really weird and one resident even said uh i wouldn't call it better it's just different when, when describing <laughs> the sound after uh they put in this you know noise noise reduction shrink wrap it's basically just like plastic wrap yeah i mean the whole um, thing only looks like it's 16 feet tall or something yeah like what wh- what are they worried about with this razor wire like somebody's gonna like try and jump the fence and like steal a bitcoin like get it well probably make off with it they're probably jacket. worried about people uh probably like vandalism and destruction because people fucking hate it <laughs> they're being sued 
Like they're being sued by the town. They're being sued by residents of the town for misrepresenting what they were going to do. People were told that this was going to be a solar farm and data center. They were not told that this was going to be a Bitcoin mine. All right. We, we got to send, um, you know, some javelins to Appalachia. I'm, I'm, I'm starting <laughs> a GoFundMe right now. We need, you know, all of the, the, the drones. We need uh, those big water balloon launchers um, and lots of Molotov cocktails. Um, we're, we're just going to hook up our homies. Uh, where is this? Kentucky? Tennessee. Jesus. This is so depressing. And the last thing about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so it also, on top of all of that, it creates an ecological dead zone because the whir of the processors and the fans um, confuses wildlife. So birds, frogs, deer, all of these animals just like flee the area because they can't they can't handle the the sound and the vibration of it. Disgusting. It's, it it really yeah. is just like amazing that this thing that's like loud and expensive to run and uses all this electricity just does nothing. Like that's so fucking yeah. weird that we made yeah. this. I don't know. I can't, <laughs> it, it doesn't it, it, fucking it, do anything. Except create fake digital money that... fake money to oh buck over God. rubes. Like, that's what yeah. it does. Do you guys want something maybe a little more fun? Yes, yeah. please. Should we do something a little more fun? I have this reading series. This is from the um, New York Magazine Intelligencer. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling more Intelligencer <laughs> as I read it. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah, the most intelligencest well, is... person. <laughs> about this topic we're all about yeah we're all about to get intelligenced in a in a very serious way this is actually from february of 2022 but i just i saw it yesterday and so we're gonna read it anyway um ivanka and jared can't escape neighbor drama oh shit i I would just like to set the stage real fast and say that the 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 ads that i'm being served right now on new york magazine is all botox ads and uh like uh um really weird uh, and, the, and then like a novel about the apocalypse hey don't really all yeah. i'm getting is hotels.com yeah d- don't don't let the algorithm uh neg you you look great <laughs> yeah you don't need botox <laughs> yeah right? you don't need to to inject poison into your face at least for like a couple years like you're, you're looking, yeah yeah no, you I know who did awesome. though according to this article ivanka trump So the title of this article is Ivanka and Jared Can't Escape Neighbor Drama. Drama, drama, drama. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner may have spent years cultivating their image as the more polished, more presentable face of the Trump clan. (laughs) But by the end of Donald Trump's presidency, they'd gained a reputation for being terrible neighbors. While working in the administration, Javanka, yes, this article calls them (laughs) Javanka, which is, I think, beautiful. Javanka took up residence in Washington, D.C.'s Calorama neighborhood, where they annoyed locals by taking up an excessive number of parking spots, erecting a porta potty on the sidewalk because they wouldn't let Secret Service members use their bathroom, and drawing hundreds of LGBTQ protesters to their block. To be fair, this incident famously delighted at least one wine-sipping, fur-coat-clad neighbor, and then it links to an article from the from the cut and that would be me I, oh. that's actually me I, yeah. it I, wasn't a real fur <laughs> don't write to us 
It was panda fur. Um, I've always said that Jared Kushner is so presentable. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I I think of... Just a face you love to look at. Yeah. Well, he he did solve peace in the Middle East, so, you know... And for that, we should thank him. Man's a genius. After Trump failed to prolong his presidency through extra-legal means, Jared and Ivanka decided to leave Washington. But it became clear that the couple was not welcome in Manhattan anymore, and they opted not to cause a scene there. Instead, they rented a condo in Surfside, Florida, and are reportedly renovating a waterfront mansion in nearby Indian Creek. This is undoubtedly friendly territory. The luxury island, also known as Billionaire's Bunker, has only 86 residents, and the district went for Trump by nearly 80% in 2020. Jesus. But for now, Javanka are stuck in Surfside, a town of about 6,000 people, most of them non-billionaires, that narrowly voted for Biden. I know. (laughs) At least we finally have a use for the bunker buster. Drop a fucking (laughs) daisy cutter right on the billionaire bunker. Yeah. It seems the couple haven't escaped neighborhood drama. This time, they might not be the real source of the problem. Last week, Washingtonian published a piece on how the former first kids are settling into Surfside. It seems that while the town's Trump-supporting mayor is a fan, they've received a frostier welcome from other locals, such as Eliana Salzhauer, a town commissioner. And then it quotes from the Washingtonian. It was, oh, good, the town is getting recognition, says Salzhauer, great name, a Democrat. Then it was, oh, no, the psychos are coming. The last thing Salzhauer wants is to become an enabler of the Couples Reinvention Act in South Florida, which makes the whole situation rather frustrating. As she puts it, what are they doing in our town? It's South Florida. Of course they're going there. <laughs> like, I, I don't. Yeah, I hate I'm to sorry. break it to her, but um, there's a bunch of psychos in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost exclusively psychos. Yeah, I grew the, up the there. The Florida version of. Paul Revere is just riding around being like, the psychos are coming. The psychos are coming. (laughs) Psychos is harsh, but Salzhauer's sentiment is understandable, as few Democrats would be eager to have their small town serving as the backdrop to Javanka's image rehabilitation efforts. However, another neighbor quoted in the piece shared a lot of catty comments about the family that didn't seem to have anything to do with politics. This resident, who requested anonymity, quote, because she continues to live near the family, said she first encountered Ivanka with her dog on a pathway that leads to the beach, right next to a sign that says dogs aren't allowed. Jesus Christ. Per Washingtonian. (laughs) The resident, a beach activist who finds high purpose in protecting Surfside's loggerhead sea turtles during nesting season, mobilized. I was speed walking at her and yelling at her, she recalls. I just opened my mouth and said, you can't go out there with the dog. When the startled owner turned around, her face was immediately recognizable. It was Ivanka Trump, accompanied by her 10-year-old daughter, Arabella, with her ultra-white, blue-eyed pooch, Winter. Oh my god, of course. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, I didn't realize, Trump said. You're standing right next to the sign, the neighbor told Ivanka. Look, it says no dogs. Oh, Ivanka said again, retreating. This is, I do have to say exactly what they deserve like to be oh my god yes to be like held hostage by florida condo association psychos <laughs> and have them call and, and and for them to be called psychos by them 
is just like I couldn't have <laughs> scripted something better. This is this is like really perfect for them. Yeah. Uh, Ivanka immediately executed Winter and, and continued walking. <laughs> and turned the dog into a coat. This was not Javanka's only major offense. Months later, the same anonymous neighbor encountered the couple and their five-year-old son, Theodore, on the beach. After some pleasantries were exchanged about fish, Ivanka demonstrated her subpar mothering skills, in the neighbor's estimation, when she let the boy play in the ocean by himself. This is from the uh, Washingtonian again. Ivanka indicated she wouldn't be swimming, but Theodore hurried into the ocean. The neighbor was immediately concerned. I'm thinking, why is this boy in the water alone on a boogie board with this moderate rip current? I'm a mother and I would never let my child alone in the water like that. Sure enough, young Theodore began drifting from shore, prompting Jared to run in after him. Slender man moves quickly, the neighbor quips. That's the funniest part of shit I've ever heard in my life. That's like too fucking funny. I have to but say, also, as a kid fine. who grew up in Florida. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with I, that I was going to say that, no, absolute <laughs> exact opposite. No, that is incorrect. I, As a kid who grew up in Florida going to the beach, a five-year-old cannot be in the water alone. Rip currents can drag a, a grown man of 200 pounds out in a matter of minutes. A five-year-old should not be out in, in the waves alone but at all. Come. Everyone's Just underestimating here how quick Slenderman can move, though. And so, you know, to, that's a good point to, to, to Jervonka's, uh, you know, uh, you know, benefit here. Like he moves pretty fast. <laughs> Just let the kid go. The neighbor capped off. He wants her... to go. Oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> the neighbor capped off her account with a superb backhanded compliment. She's well put together, she said of Ivanka. She's had a lot of work done and it's good plastic. It's Miami, and there's a lot of bad plastic here. She has good plastic. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> Jav- <laughs> yeah. Javanka's reign of terror continued in the fall when they were spotted taking two pumpkins from a children's Halloween event, though families were only permitted to take one. <laughs> I love these petty bitches. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Jared and Ivanka have done plenty that warrants legitimate criticism from flouting various ethical rules to enabling the Trump administration's terrible policies. But do they really deserve to be called out publicly for stealing gourds, not being helicopter parents and allegedly having good plastic surgery? Probably not. I disagree (laughs) heavily with this uh, with the author of this article. Whether the criticism is fair probably doesn't matter to their former D.C. neighbors who are presumably pouring themselves some wine, slipping into their best fur, and savoring this update on the petty indignity suffered by their least favorite people. <laughs> All I'm missing is the fur. It says then least favorite be, couple. Uh, it would be... Oh, their least favorite couple. Sorry. Yes. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> Please send all corrections to ironweedspot at gmail.com. Uh. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad, I'm so, glad yeah, they're in fun. such good health and, um, you know, good fortune. You know, it sounds like they're living their best life. See, I, my theory is that Ivanka won't go into the water even to help her five-year-old because she's so concerned about microplastics in the water. And she's got the good plastic. <laughs> yeah, she's got and the macro. you don't want it to get, you know, into like a sea turtle's <laughs> nose or something. Right. So, I mean, she loses either way. Everyone's always pissed off about these sea turtles. 
She's trying to keep her good plastic out of the ocean, and everyone's all pissed off at her. Oh, man. The remark about the porta potties because they wouldn't let Secret Service use their bathrooms. That is like so psychopathic to me. Yeah. Yo, ACAB. Man. That's ACAB. <laughs> don't, don't let the cops in your house. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we, we had covered that before, um, like about a year and a half ago, and how all of the um, the security detail that they hired was like talking a ton of shit about them. They're like, listen, like, we, we have to, like, walk four blocks to take a shit because, like, uh, they won't let us, you know, use the restroom in their many estates. And uh, then, th- like, this was their uh, PR answer to that was, oh, we'll just do porta potties outside the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the comments are full of people uh, debating whether or not this article deserves to exist. And I think that that is just fine. I like that I I, I uh, clicked on the 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 link. Oh, sorry, I need to go get my bread dough. But uh, real real quick, um, I I I like how I clicked on the thing for um the comments, and I just got a Neiman Marcus ad. I I don't I never saw any comments. <laughs> I just got a Neiman Marcus. Ad. You have to keep scrolling down. I I don't want to. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's really you're not missing much. Yeah. All right, go take care of your bread. All right, I'll be right back. Yeah, are we ready for a wildflower, fellas? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people probably don't know this, but uh, many flight attendants, depending on what what flight company they work for, do not get paid for boarding and deboarding. They only get paid for time once the, they only get, start getting paid once the door closes. Wow. Which, you know, is like so fucked up for many reasons. One of them being that like boarding is the most stressful time because that's when all the fucking assholes are going to act out. All the fucking assholes are going to start beha- misbehaving like during boarding. And all you're trying to do is fucking hurry this shit up so that you can get on the clock. Uh, reasonably so. But anyway, um, after 160,000 customers complained, flight attendants will now be paid for boarding on Delta Airlines. Delta is one of the airlines that is not unionized, and um, the Association of Flight Attendants is actually taking uh, at least partial credit for this change in boarding pay um, because they have been organizing there for years, and they uh, they say that they're getting closer to filing the union vote for Delta. So thus, management is getting nervous and doing whatever it can to you know improve conditions to keep people from voting to unionize. But in any event, effective June 2nd, uh, Delta Airlines flight attendants will now be paid for boarding, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it's better than the alternative. But I'm a little confused about this. There was a customer survey or something where customers were complaining. In, in, well, did you say hundreds of yeah, thousands? It was an online 000. petition signed by, yeah, it was an online petition signed by now almost 170,000 <clears> people. It was a change, change.org petition. Uh, Which is linked in the story that these, we will uh, be linking in the show notes. I mean, there's no sense in, like, they've already <laughs> oh, yeah. agreed to do it, so I don't yeah, know just why. keep signing. Keep doing it. Yeah, but um, who doesn't want to ban, yeah, bandwagoning yeah. is bad. <laughs> like, you know, like, who wants to be on the winning team? Everybody. So, get on board. 
find the petition. Not me. I'm a loser for life. I only want to be on the losing side of things. That's why I'm a socialist. Why, why won't you? Why won't you just stand with the workers on this one issue? Because I don't like them. God's. I don't like them and I don't support them. No, it's very cool. I, I hope they unionize so that, you know, it's a little bit hopefully easier to gain some of these wins. They don't have to rely on the kindness of 170,000 people signing a petition to get something changed in their workplace. But um, it's very cool. Delta also says that it's going to extend boarding time on its narrow planes. You know, the ones that are like uh, three, two, two on one and one on the other side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to extend boarding from 35 to 40 minutes. Which is, you know, another nice thing. Less, less, Makes yeah, sense. less assembly yeah. line hurry, and uh, they say that more planes will uh, depart on time. So, well, hell fuck yeah. planes! Stop flying! <laughs> stop! Just stop flying! But just walk. Yeah. Well, just take just train. walk everywhere. Yeah. But, but, just take the train. <laughs> or yeah, I should we? I shouldn't be able to go. Go how you can go, but um, yeah. Going as fast as fucking possible uh, through the air. Um, probably not the most ecologically friendly way to uh, get to where you're going. Chris, I know you hate Twitter, and I, we've probably mentioned it too many times in this episode, but there's a there's a Twitter bot that uh, logs all of Elon Musk's private jet flights. Mm. And he took either, I think it was on Friday maybe, he took a nine-minute fl- flight in his private jet Nine minutes. Is he, is he, it's because he loves <laughs> oh, the environment asshole. so much. All right. Yeah. He, he's going to do that. Oh, man. And the work that he does in between that flight is going to save so many more Earth points. Or however they, however these psychopaths yeah. think about the climate. I don't know. Oh, God. I mean, I mean, I can't act like uh, any social media uh, oligarchs are better than any others. Um, but just some of them are so fucking annoying. Like, I, I, if I wasn't already off Twitter, I'd just like get off that in, in protest. I just fucking hate this guy. I just like everything about his personality, his, um, pers- you know, his hijinks, um, how like fucking cringe all of his like epic memory is like the fact that he's just constantly lying and like is the most petty piece of shit like (laughs) i just i can't fucking stand elon musk and the fact that he uh is gonna own twitter like it just it's just adding to an extremely long list of reasons why he should just be ejected into this i really don't think and have all of his property uh i do not think he's gonna own twitter i don't know maybe i'll eat my words but i i highly doubt that he's ever going to own twitter yeah. He is the only yeah. like top right, well, five billionaire what, that I, I, doesn't own a media company, which is interesting. Uh but Yeah. He seems yeah, determined. But I, I agree that there is still plenty of stuff that could go very sideways. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was just like a way to just divest himself from Tesla in general and like have an excuse to do that. Because I, I I don't imagine that company is going to be long for this world. This is throwing a rocket cyber really, Like this is yeah. just for attention and for media. <laughs> like this is I don't I don't think he wants to own I, Twitter. I Owning a private company is a lot of work. I don't think that he actually wants to do any of this shit. But well, he owns yeah he owns a lot of private companies. <laughs> uh, but 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm just hoping that it's real, right? I hope he owns it. Yeah, I hope he buys it. And I hope uh, everybody um, uses uh, this opportunity to take collective action, um, rid themselves of their, um, you know, addiction to this horrible, horrible website, and uh, just tank its value overnight and just actually eliminate a ton of his socio-political power. Like, I think that would be great. And uh, that's, that's what I'm holding out hope for. Is that, uh, you know, how about this? If Elon Musk takes over Twitter, we get rid of our Twitter. No. Which, you know, as everyone knows, will, will be the, the biggest loss ever to the bird site. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, should, we should be on only truth social. You know, like we're, we're a podcast. That's a good point. We, we respect should get the on truth. truth social. We like to truth. We like. We like to retruth things, you know, like we, we like to post truths. And I think that, you know, like as far as um, spreading our political project, like that's, that's where the fertile ground is. That's where the people who are really, really online are. <laughs> people who need to hear our message. Oh, Lord. Well. Speaking of, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ironweeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, I think I'm going to drop the episode one of the Phyllis Schlafly series in the Ironweeds feed sometime soon. Um, just so, you know, in case you haven't heard it, you can listen to episode one, see if it tickles your fancy and you'd like to listen to the rest of them. Um, and It's amazing. You're it's very it. good. And if you've already listened to it, you can just skip that episode or you can listen to it again. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it, my mother-in-law has listened to the whole thing twice. So, you know, that's how you know it's good. Um, Hell yeah. very discerning and woman. in the meantime uh, she does she has great taste so yeah, yeah. Um, and in the meantime you can find us on uh, popular Elon Musk owned bird site Twitter <laughs> Iron Wheat Spot uh, Zuckerberg owned um, thought and MLM website Instagram Iron Wheat Spot <laughs> and you can send us an email why don't you at Iron Wheat Spot at, at gmail.com <laughs> G- Gmail brought to you by Google, yeah. another company that is owned by a bunch of fucking freaks. Uh, Here's to hoping we're back in person next week. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being patient with our remote recording, which we know is always of slightly subpar quality, but we do what we have to. Yeah, and, and we love you so much. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say thank you to you guys for being patient with our remote uh, recording. It sucked. <laughs> it fucking sucks it's not it's not fun to do listen i I've, I've got big viral load this week and i'm glad that you guys are um being so sweet to accommodate and uh hopefully next week it'll be uh real low real low viral load maybe zero yeah we're gonna need you to have lower smaller loads chris yeah, yeah. especially it's been a problem for a while we haven't viral. really talked about it but but your yeah. loads are dangerous all right well i'm, I'm working on it i'm working on it <laughs> All right. Thank you. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace.